Hello, everybody. Welcome to Optional Opinion here on the Anonymous Radio Network. I'm your host, Eddie V. Thank you guys for tuning in. Great. Hope you are having a great weekend and you has had a great week. Um, I really have a great episode for you guys. I was talking to one of my friends on Twitter um, about this discussion, and um, it all stemmed kind of from Capcom. Um, and every people, a lot of people who read the reviews know the kind of the problems, but I, which I will address uh, a little bit later on in the show. But today's topic is called "Challenge Me: How Fighting Games May Be in Trouble," and pretty much um, it's it's kind of starting with um, a little bit of the DLC and the things the uh, the things that Capcom has done with Street Fighter Five, but mostly it's it's kind of weird on how fighting games are evolving. Um, some are good, some are bad, but you know, for me, definitely, um, I haven't been into fighting games recently. Um, besides Smash, of course, that's Nintendo, but I really haven't been able to get into a, a good fighting game. Like Mortal Kombat doesn't excite me anymore. Um, Street Fighter Five, I and Street Fighter Four, I'm looking for. But Street Fighter Four just didn't do it for me. Street Fighter Five, I am looking forward to, but maybe later on in the year. But like I said, we'll address that later. Um, I'm per, I'm a person when it comes to fighting games. You know, back in the '90s and a little bit of the early 2000s, but definitely back in the '90s, that was the big deal when it came to fighting games. So we're, I'm going to be talking about just um some of the oldies first and how fighting games became like very popular in this genre because you really don't you really don't get the feeling that um that fighting games you know were really kind of a big deal back in the day definitely in the 90s uh, of course with the arcade and the um the big success of street fighter 2 you will see different companies bring in their own style of fighting games. But, you know, for me, definitely fighting games kind of go back way before that. And the one that I definitely could remember is Karate Champ by Daddy East. And Karate Champ had a white fighter and a red fighter. So the white fighter was on the left, the red fighter was on the right. And it came out at the arcade and then it ended up on the NES. And you had to be the first one to get your opponent down so whoever got the first hit will win and definitely for me the controls was kind of wonky but i remember that was kind of the start of uh fighting games and then later on street fighter came but this is the problem with street fighter you know street fighter brought a new realization to what a fighter was going to be but I didn't play Street Fighter to almost 2011. I could never find the game. It never came to my area in my arcades. So I, I really don't know why, uh, you know, it didn't get the recognition that it did. Now, Street Fighter is very hard to play. Definitely for me. It, it, it's a great, it's a great decent introduction to the fighting genre if karate champ is not doing it for you but i really could not get into that game um it was hard to throw Ryu's fireball um the kicking and the punching was was it just felt very off and uh, it actually came to the turbo graphics um called fighting street um, and Fighting Street 2 was actually Street Fighter on the Turbo Graphics. I don't know why they switched the name around, but that's the way that they called it. Um, definitely for me, and this might be a question for everybody, and you can email me at, at myout2comment at yahoo.com and give me your thoughts on what you think about this. Can Mike Tyson for the NES and Rocky for the Sega Master System be considered as fighters? Yes, they're boxing games and they're based on the sport of boxing. Um, but definitely with like Mike Tyson, you do use special moves that you have to earn when you get the star. Um, you are dodging, you are uh, blocking. You're not really ducking or anything like a two-plane street, uh, a two-plane fighter. But could you consider that as a fighting game? Because you know you don't actually do like uppercuts and you don't do dragon punches or fireballs and things of that nature. You you really don't do that stuff like that. 
Um, but what you consider as as uh as a fighter. Rocky, on the other hand, I consider that more of, as a boxing game. Mike Tyson from the NES, um, I think because it doesn't have a two player mode, you really can't uh you really can't call it a fighter. Um, there there are rounds, but because of the time going out, if you don't finish an appointment in a certain amount of time, it just goes to the next round. So you don't you don't actually take a win or a loss until all three rounds are done. So I would I would love to call my actually Mike Tyson for NES. I would love to call that a fire, but it's actually not. So I'm just gonna say that it's it's more of a boxing game, an arcade sim boxing game, and Rocky for the Sega Master System. Um, it, it had bonus levels, and uh, for you just have to like get them like kind of str- like uh like them re- mean a requirement and things of that nature. Um, and then you would fight um the characters from all three rocket games so apollo um mr t's character and uh uh wolf Lundgren's, uh character from um rock i think it's rocky 2 rocky 3 one of the rockies um and so you fight those three and definitely the last one with Rolf Lundgren was like the hardest one uh, to me. I could always be Apollo and I could beat Mike Tyson, but I can never be uh, uh, Rolf Lundgren in uh, his. I can never beat him. I will always get close uh, trying to find it, uh, but then I would end up end up losing um you can even ask see if wrestling games are considered as fighters because of the moves that you're doing there even though there's no rounds it's you could put it as a time limit or you can put it as um like no time limit but um there's not really well there are special moves but there's it's their signature moves in a wrestling game you know so I th- I guess with the definition of we're talking about a fighting game, like uh, a a fighting versus game, is that it has a two D or three D playing uh, characters who are fighting with special moves. Um, there is a time limit, but when the time limit ends, depending on the uh, life bar of your character, you would get the win. Um, there's usually, uh, six to eight, six to six plus characters, I should say, because I think there's some fighting games that didn't really have a lot of characters in it. Um, definitely for, there's some games for SNK that didn't have a lot of characters in it. Um, and it was always done in a tournament style. So you will fight pretty much all the characters. And when they introduce the mirror fighting, uh, you were that would be like the full cast of characters and then like the special boss characters that you couldn't fight as but you will fight against them um like th- those are the things that you will find in a fighter um uh, and if you look at mortal Kombat, if you look at fatal furry um if you just even look at street fighter 2 um they all do different things but those games are still considered as fighters because uh following certain mechanics um, now I can't say this. The power of Street Fighter 2 was, was huge back in the arcade. Um, I could personally say I didn't learn Street Fighter 2 until it came to the Super Nintendo. And my cousin taught me, and I probably spoke about this, uh, on a couple of episodes, but I actually learned Ryu first. Ryu and Ken I learned before I learned everybody else. Um, my friend, he rented the game from Blockbuster, and we didn't get into it, but we took the time to end up learning it. And I actually got good at Street Fighter 2. And when I got good, I was end up t- teaching my friend. And we were spending time uh, in a lot of arcades playing different versions of street fighter uh two but the street fighter two world warriors like it had just a huge uh a bunch of people around this cabinet and it kind of introduced the next token play so the person who puts the token in that had it in line like whoever lost had to get off the machine and you were able to use your token and play. And there would be like four tokens listed. So you would see who would be the next in line. And we, depending on if you was good or bad, uh, if you lost, you had to get on. That was kind of the rule and actually one of the arcade rules. And they would make sure, like a manager or somebody would make sure that if you lost, you had to get off. So when I come back from the 
this next music break, um, we're going to actually be talking about uh, a little bit more Street Fighter 2 and just the, um, the craze of it in the arcade. And we'll, I'll be right back. So the fighting game in the arcades, in the craze that it did, we like we started off with Street Fighter Two, the World Warriors. Um, when it came to console, when it came to the Super N- Nintendo, I think a lot of people were able to get more practice with the game. Later on, uh, with it, uh, we started getting Mortal Kombat from Midway, and what Mortal Kombat actually did, it kind of changed the style of fighters, the content of it, where S and K, um, they had a different mechanic in fighting games. So those two games, those, uh, where Mortal Kombat and S and K and their fighters did kind of something different that, uh, Capcom wasn't doing at that time. Um, and definitely when Capcom, uh, when someone hacked the arcade game, don't know how they did it, but they would end up being able to hack it. And out of that hack came like, uh, turbo mode for Street Fighter 2. Uh, we did get the champion edition of Street Fighter 2, which added, uh, all four care, all the, uh, four, uh, end bosses in Bison, uh, Saget, Vega, and, um, I, I want to say Blanco, but it's not that. Uh, uh, can I think of his name? Everybody know about it. <laughs> um, but you would get those four characters, and you would like actually fight them. Where M Bison in Japan was um, was actually uh, the boxer in Japan, which was very weird. Um, but definitely, um, like with Mortal Kombat and with. Uh, uh, with the SNK fighters, Mortal Kombat changed um, the fighting genre by having digitized actors and having violent content. So you were able to defeat your opponent uh, with a choice of um, uh, definitely uh, 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 just, you know, doing a fatality, being able to kill them. Um, and you we even had a chance to kill yourself. Um, and then it even added at the end of the game that you had to fight two on one. So uh, you had to fight two opponents which, with that same energy bar. Um, and depending on who was the second one, if they lost, you know, you would be able to do a fatality on them. And definitely with Mortal Kombat 1, you only could do one fatality. Um, there was a stage that you could just uppercut them and knock them off the bridge and they would fall, uh, on some like spikes or swords, depending on how you want to look at it. Um, and that took everybody off by storm. Of course that started, uh, debate and a talk, uh, in Congress about violent video games, um, before night trap, uh, well, probably a little bit after Night Trap, but you know there was a, a big discussion. So definitely, when Mortal Kombat came to the Sega Genesis, you were able to input a code, and it was MA13 for that system to do the blood. Definitely, when it came to Nintendo, it felt almost like the arcade, but you had sweat. And for some people who had a game genie, they were able to hack it where blood would come out, but the blood, the it wasn't like really a lot of blood like coming out of the characters. The sweat just looked more redder. Uh, 
and there was uh some fatalities that uh that you could do on the Super Nintendo that weren't in I don't, I don't think they were in the um they were in the arcade version. Uh but it is what it is. Uh definitely when Mortal Kombat 2 came out and you know all the ratings became there was a rating system introduced. Um the Super Nintendo version of Mortal Kombat 2 really felt like the arcade. And people who played Mortal Kombat 2 in the arcade, you know, gave definitely Capcom a hard time to sell. So you did have tournament players who still love uh Street Fighter and the Street Fighter two series, but there were just kids and other players who would literally go and play Mortal Kombat two. They would just like run to it. And people will still do the quarter on their or their token thing. They would still go around and put their uh, token on waiting to get their turn. And Mortal Kombat 2 not only expanded its cast, it expanded um, the fatalities, expanded the stage fatalities. Later on, they introduced friendship and babyalities, and they just did a lot of stuff like that, um, like different versions was coming on. And also around that time, if you look down later on, of uh, later on in that those years, um, before I get into SNK, um, Nintendo Rare and Midway brought out Killer Instinct. And that introduced the fast combo system where um, you just, would, uh, they call it dial-in combos. You would do certain, uh, depending on how you started the combo uh, with a punch or with a kick or with some kind of special move. And you would do the button combinations um uh, so fast in the order that you would see your character come do a combo in it and and killer instinct was like was mind-blowing completely changed the whole genre of this slow kind of feel to uh to uh the final series in video games um i you was just impressed to see the speed of this game of of doing combos like that now l- before i continue on a little bit more about killer instinct um let me get again into snk because everybody know uh fate of furry king of fighters and even they even did a double dragon one capcom versus snk and just a whole like japan probably got a whole bunch of fighters that we don't know about like um you know samurai samurai showdown was a big uh success world heroes was a, a success um fan of furry which is like kind of what they're really known for used to have like a three plane jump so you could jump to the forefront you could jump to a middle section and you could go in the backwards and because of the snk only having four buttons you would have a punch a kick um I think you had like a throw button and you had some kind of other special moves like they would teach you on the techniques and stuff that you did um definitely when fatal furry started out you only had three characters to choose from and you would go through the game fighting those characters and the other characters that they introduced which was really nice because it was something that you could switch between the area uh switch between the planes that was in that game it was something for a sight to see i could never get into fatal furry because it was so different and i couldn't grab the handle of the mechanics i'm just like wait uh, uh, and i would have to spend a lot of quarters and tokens if i wanted to understand the game and i could just completely refuse to do that definitely when um something like uh out like super street fighter 2 was out and street fighter turbo and mortal Kombat was out um those kind of games were just like i guess i was able to handle those mechanics a little bit more easier because uh, they were you know, uh they were easy to follow uh mortal Kombat, you know had a block button so you had to actually hit that block button if you wanted to block if you didn't hit it you were uh you were going to get hit um where of course with street fighter you just hold back and you was able to block um definitely more around that time games like primal rage bloodstorm time killers and tattoo assassins you know they were kind of cashing games that actually came um to the arcade but they were from companies that well primal rage was from atari um bloodstorm time killers and tattoo assassins i think tattoo assassins wasn't released here but it came from data east which actually had a uh was actually being sued by capcom for street fighter 2 and i'll get a little bit into that um but like 
some of those games because of the success of Mortal Kombat, you know, of games were very violent and they could get into, uh, they would just, they would literally be able to get the money that they need, uh, from their customers because it was violent. It was blood. They was just like, Ooh, come and play this game because it's very violent. And I really gotta say that Bloodstorm, Time Killers, and Primal Rage were not good arcade fighting games. Like, they, they may have the appeal, but they really felt janky. Tattoo Assassins, um, I seen video of it on YouTube and it looks horrible. Um, I definitely had a interview or a preview of the game when, uh, Data East was showing it in the Electronic Gaming Monthly. And I was just like, oh, okay. Um, they're trying to cash in on this and I, I really could not get it. I really was just like, well, it'll be whatever. Um, later on down the line, uh, Course Killer Instinct 2 came out. That one didn't really do well because that, if you look at the graphics of Killer Instinct and then look at the graphics of Killer Instinct 2, it really, Killer Instinct 2 looks really bad. Just like, Oh my goodness, this has an age rail. Um, and of course, Killer Instinct now for Xbox One looks really good. Uh, kind of fun. Um, it, it's able, to, it, the combos look still spectacular. Um, it wasn't, it really wasn't until like Mortal Kombat 3, not Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, but Mortal Kombat 3, when they introduced more characters and they still did the dialing combos that, you know, it, it really felt like Mortal Kombat 3 is, is a more arcadey and fun game. Um, definitely we're still with all the fatalities and babyalities and things like that. And someone tried to hack it or there was rumors talking about a new ality, just like that, that doesn't make sense. Um, it's just some more, some really rumors about Mortal Kombat, uh, that you could do these tricks and you would wait to see if somebody could do it and it never works. Um, definitely Capcom had, uh, you know, different fighting games, um, dark stalkers, um, Marvel versus Capcom, uh, the Marvel fighting game. Um, they were still doing 2d sprites. Uh, and you know, they didn't actually touch digitized version of it until the street fighter two movie came out. Um, and every, for people who had a PlayStation 1 and who played in the arcade knows that Street Fighter 2, the movie, the video game, which is just a ridiculous name, really wasn't good at all. And the more honest, honest thing about that is that Capcom did the arcade version, but Acclaim brought it to the PlayStation 1. So that game is it's okay but it's you know that's when they got into the digitized and they never went back and for good riddance you know it's good that capcom didn't do it um because capcom is very good at artwork and there you can know a capcom game when you see their artwork and their, their pixels and their sprites um there was uh a transition though from uh 2d into 3d fighters and that we will talk about at, right after this music break So let's talk about some 3D fighters. Um, definitely with Sega introducing Virtual Fighter, um, it the, it was kind of basic with the graphics, uh, you know, with the backgrounds and things. Um, but it had it kind of introduced the juggle combination in the air. 
um, the dodging mechanic and rolling in 3D. Um, it still felt like it was on a 2D plane, but um, you really didn't have weapons. Uh, you you kind of had special moves, but they were more of their fighting style, like a karate move. Um, and depending on what direction and punch or kick or the way that they the mechanics were in that game, you would follow that. And you also had a chance of winning by um, knocking someone out of the ring. Now, the ring was kind of huge and, you know, covered like a really good distance. But it was kind of hard to do it depending on if you were going to be successful with your punches and your kicks. Because with the Virtual Fighter series is that, when you attack somebody and you hit them, you're pushing them back. So it kind of felt like a tug of war between the characters. And definitely, if you attack and they roll out or they dodge it, um, it left you open uh, for them to hit. Because the spaces, uh, once it goes 3D, uh, like once they dodge out the out the way, that you're kind of in a 3D um playing like a 3d environment but once your character turn around you'll still have that 3d environment but you're like you're on a two um a two-player playing but virtual fighter the success of it like kind of really kicked off um the 3d fighting craze uh and nevco not not really much capcom because capcom did have uh some games that they brought over that were um definitely um good uh fighting get uh good 3d games uh but they weren't like well known um and they even did a a street fighter version of it uh uh about it um in 3d but depending on uh where you were able to play it at um that became one of the hardest things to find uh, definitely, like, for me, I played it on the PlayStation, uh, PlayStation 1 when it came out. Uh, give me one second. Oh, there we go. Uh, so, uh, more of the Nemco kind of 3D games, uh, made it, uh, better to play. And not only made it more technical, but had kind of more characters that people definitely love in games worth their playing so of course to concert attack or um to give virtual fighters competition neko brought out tekken and tekken kind of advanced the uh advanced the story not storyline um advanced the genre with their graphics uh and with their fighter mechanics um it definitely looked a little. It definitely looks cleaner than Virtua Fighter, but they also introduced a game that kind of um, competed against both games, and that's Soul Edge. Um, and for some people who know Soul Calibur, um, when it came to the arcades, it was called Soul Edge. Um, when it came to PlayStation One, I think it was still Soul Edge. It didn't become become Soul Calibur until uh, the second game. So, um, Soul Calibur is like the second uh, second game. Um, and I don't know what the uh, if there was a legal battle or anything on why they changed the name. But Soul Edge kind of introduced a weapons meter. Uh, you fight characters with weapons. Uh, and Mitsurugi, he was kind of the main character. He's one of my favorite characters in the series. And Taki is one of my favorite characters in the series. Um, and then you got, uh, Voodoo and like just different characters. Uh, Sophia, she's become a big one. Uh, and it didn't take, a, it, it was popular on the art in the arcade and on play and on PlayStation. Um, but it really didn't take off into Soul Calibur was on the Dreamcast. And then which what really made it big was that Soul Calibur two came to PlayStation Two, Xbox and uh Xbox One I should say. Uh not the uh original xbox i should say not the xbox one that's out now the original xbox playstation 2 and gamecube and gamecube and they each had exclusive characters so uh xbox the original xbox had haichi from tekken um no no i'm sorry forgot i'm i messed up uh playstation 2 had haichi um, the original Xbox had Spawn, and then and the GameCube had Link, and everybody was playing the game with Link. Everybody was enjoying that game, uh, 
on the GameCube. And they were surprised on how fast it was, how um, the combat worked. And this is kind of the starting point of Nemco and Nintendo working together. Because Nemco worked with Nintendo for Mario Kart, worked with them for uh, Star Fox, and actually, you know, the latest uh, Smash Brothers for Wii U and 3DS, they uh, helped produce, uh, produce that game. So, you know, they worked with them to make the game. So, Nemco kind of started off off good with Nintendo uh, with Soul Calibur and they and you just see how good and how polished Soul Calibur uh, 2 was like people didn't really understand why they would put Haihichi uh, and uh, uh, and Soul Calibur 2 for PlayStation uh, when it's a weapons based game like he's the only one that didn't have a weapon um, Spawn they could understand but he was a little bit clumsy in the game so uh, people just didn't understand where where Link kind of makes sense because he's the only character in uh, Nintendo's franchise that will fit the Soul Calibur series. And when three, four, and the other rest of the Soul Calibur series came out, it kind of went back to the PlayStation um, a little bit. I think they did one more for Xbox, but I think the rest of the series just went back to one platform, and we don't under- people didn't understand why. Um, it went back to only PlayStation, and I guess the sales of it, because c- they haven't brought out a new Soul, Soul Calibur, I think the sales of it have kind of went downhill. Um, definitely Dead or Alive was a big one for Xbox, and it's always been like marketed um, better on the Xbox. So Dead or Alive 1, 2, 3, and 4, and 5, uh, and Dead or Alive Extreme, Dead or Alive Volleyball, like, that the Dead or Alive series has always done well on Xbox. So um, there is another game for PlayStation One that I uh, really adore and have fun with, and that's Bloody War. And what Bloody War did differently was that it made your characters fight to a certain point, and when you got strong, uh, you were able to um, turn into an animal and be able to. Uh, fight the character as that animal so uh it's it's really a good game i think they did three or four of them uh like the series could went from uh playstation one to playstation two uh and i didn't they then they just stopped making them i think i don't know if that company went out of business or anything but definitely the first bloody war i i really appreciate and really adore it's, it's so fun still um and I, I really got to say that when it got to the 3D space, um, definitely for me, I, I just completely had a hard time, you know, learning it. But I stuck with Soul Edge for PlayStation 1. I stuck with Soul Calibur for the Dreamcast. I stuck with Soul Calibur 2 for the GameCube and just enjoyed all of them. Um, I've been learning a little bit about Tekken and Retro Fighter, but I'm still not good at good at it I'm, I'm just so old school when it comes to fighters and on a 2d plane that's that literally is just me um but definitely when it got into 3d fighters it kind of split um players like it split them in a way that uh you were gonna have to learn both both sides or you have to pick which one suits you better. So there are people who are great at 3D fighters and there are people who are great at 2D fighters and there's people who are great at both of them, like who are really into fighters and will play everything. Me personally, when it comes to fighters, I have to have a 2D. And I, I would try and learn certain characters. Um, definitely something like Tatsunoku versus Capcom. Like I took my time to learn Ryu in that game but i also turned took time to learn some of the tatsunoko players and really really enjoyed myself like even with raw even though she's from the capcom side i took time to learn the game with her so when we come back we're going to actually be talking about some of the first party fighters that were released on those systems and that actually came from those companies and so i'll be right back
So some of the first party fighters, um, Nintendo with the Smash Brothers series, um, that's still one of the hugest um, games that people love seeing uh, and playing. Um, the only one that didn't get uh, a release for it was the Super Nintendo and the and regular Nintendo. Um, the uh, Smash Brothers actually started with the N64 and it grew from there. So the N64 has Smash, Smash Brothers Melee. Uh, no, uh, Super Smash Brothers. I'm sorry. Malay came uh, for the GameCube, which was the next system. And then you had Smash Brothers Brawl, which came to the uh, the Wii. And then Super Smash Brothers for Wii U and 3DS, of course, came for Wii U and uh, 3DS. And it's, it's always been a popular one. And depending on which game that you prefer, uh, you're, you're just going to have a fun time with it. Um, Sega, they bought, they had Eternal Champions for the Sega Genesis and Retro Fighter for the arcade and the Sega Saturn. And they also did one for the Sega Genesis. Um, Sony, they brought out Toshinden, but their actual game that they came from was the All-Star Battle Royale that came from Sony, which was kind of a Smash clone, a lot of people say. Um, but it tried to be kind of different. Um, Microsoft had Kukoto Children, and um, now because they own Rare, they got Killer Instinct. Because Killer Instinct didn't actually belong belong to Nintendo. Nintendo published it, uh, and uh, Midway bought out the arcade version, like the cabinet and stuff, but it's a Rare property. So uh, when... Uh, Nintendo sold Rare to Microsoft. All their titles and properties that Rare created belong uh, to them. And when they went to Microsoft, all of them went to Microsoft. So uh, now uh, Microsoft own, owns Rare. They own the Killer Instinct brand. So they can they can have Rare do it, but they decided to go with someone else for it. Uh, Kukoto Chojin uh, was a 3D... Uh, fighter i didn't they had some kind of controversy with the muslim chant or some kind of kind of chant uh and some character that you know of uh, that seemed defensive and they kind of uh passed it or they re they stopped the sale of the game and then reissued a new the or like a re-release i believe um but it was it was very minor like i don't even think people remember it um the system three duo had way of the warrior um and shadow way of secession those games uh were from um were uh were probably um outside contract uh from a different pup from different developer but they are through the old games that because they didn't show anywhere else on other systems and it just had the three duo logo uh, and atari like i said their primal rage now snk they had so many fighters it's a long long thing to list because snk didn't have any other public publishers um and developers on that system so whatever like fighting game or beat em up or shoot em up game or whatever came puzzle game whatever came to their system all of that was done in house at SNK. So you know those are some of uh, just the first party ones. Um definitely for me I love Smash. I had a great time. I did play pretty much all of these games besides All-Star Battle Royale and Kukoto Trojan. Um, where the warrior and shadow the shadow way of secession for three duo i didn't play like those games i didn't play because a i didn't own the three duo um uh toshinen i played because i had the first playstation one i played that one um all-star battle royale um just didn't interest me uh i've owned the, X, the original xbox but kukosa children Cho i just didn't play um i have killer instinct and that that game is fun uh uh, I did, like I said, play Eternal Champions on the Sega Genesis, and it also came to the Sega CD. It just came to mind. Um, but I played the uh, Sega Genesis version. Um, and Virtual Fighter, I did, like I said, I played that in the arcade. But Smash, yeah, that's that's the go-to series for me. Um, of course, when it comes to uh, fighting games, uh, some of my gems that I love to play is Street Fighter 3 Third Strike. Street, uh, Street Fighter Alpha 2 and Street Fighter Alpha 3, pretty much Alpha 2 is, is my game. Like, those games are just completely wonderful. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters is another great game for the Super Nintendo that I played. Um, Samurai Showdown is the best, you know, 
is one of the best SNK fighting games to me. I played World Heroes, and like I said, World Heroes is okay, but it's kind of slow. And then uh, I'm bad at Fatal Fury. I played them. Um, King of Fighters, I tried to play them, but because I don't know a lot of those characters from different series, it's really hard for me to grasp grasp about it. Um, Ticket Tag Tournament, I do on the Wii U version, um, but I need to play a little bit more. And I told one of my friends on Twitter, um, Death by Fugo, I believe, um, because he's he me and him just had this talk and i've been watching a a a lot of and i do mean a lot i lately just been watching a lot of um a lot of fighting games and uh pk dunder geraldo uh awesome guy um we talked um on uh, Twitter, just about fighting games. And it really came to mind that, you know, Cabal still has one of the best combos in a fighting game. Like, if you kind of watch, like, watch how he fights and you see, you know, see how people really play him as a fighter, it's really good. Now, I can't say um, Mortal Kombat 3 is where Cabal is from. I'm sorry if I said Killer Instinct. Um, Mortal Kombat 3, uh, with Cabal being in it, um, it has... Their combos is good. You can hear it. Nice sound effects. But it has it looks stuttering when um it, it feels like it's stuttering when you're actually hitting the character and it the way that it looks just be like, Oh, it's not quick. Compared to like where Killer Instinct it looks a little bit more smoother out there. Um but th- those are just some of the um some of the fighting games that the first party did. Um definitely for me uh, the one that takes the top reign when it comes out of all the all the systems is is pretty much Smash Brothers for Wii U. Um, that eight player Smash and commentary is spot on amazing, and to have Ryu, Bayonetta, uh, uh, um, um, the one from Final Fantasy Seven, um, not Squad, he's Final Fantasy Eight, but Cloud from Final Fantasy Seven. Sorry, I just blanked out. Um, having those three exclusive characters and even Pac-Man and Mega Man and Sonic, uh, and, um, uh, what's his name for Metal Gear, uh, you know, having them in other versions of the game, but, you know, just having a player smash and, uh, and, and Wii U, it's just amazing. I, I actually get my tail whooped in smash and I have actually gotten my tail whooped by my good friend, uh, when we played the 3DS, <laughs> and we was actually at Fridays playing this game, and I was just talking all the smack how I was, I was going to beat him, and I was just getting my tail whipped. But I, I love the trash talking with them because we finally we could do it, you know, we could do it in person, and I knew I was going to get my tail humiliated, but I, I just wanted to make them just make fun of the situation and and make it light and we had a really good time like we could have played a little bit more matches but of course we had other friends that we had to eat so it was it was really good um at that time and you know he's really a great smash player um he hasn't played the uh, i i think he hasn't played the uh, Wii U version, but he had, but he's really good at the 3DS, and I'm getting there too at the 3DS. I just got so many games to play. Um, Street Fighter 3, Third Strike, I love playing as Akuma and Ryu, and just, it, I think that's still one of the most beautiful games ever. Um, Tatsunoko versus Capcom is a definite favorite of mine for Wii. Like, I like Malay is okay on I mean not Malay um Brawl is okay on Smack on uh, Wii but Tatsunoko versus Capcom is one of my favorites. Um I didn't play the Castlevania fighting game for Wii. I completely skipped that one. I wasn't even interested into that. Um but Tatsunoko versus Capcom, I spent the fifty dollars getting in that game and enjoyed just the animation and the fighting and was able to play the arc Japanese arcade version at a uh, restaurant and it it wasn't Dave and Buster's but it was really really fun so when I come back we actually address the Capcom situation
So Street Fighter Five has been released. Um, came out this uh, past Tuesday, and sorry about that. And it's kind of weird that Capcom will release a game uh, like Street Fighter Five. Like for some unknown reason, um, it's missing the features. Um, the online was buggy. They they pat they pat they said they patched it now, but. It, it it was just a mess. Um, a lot of the content won't be will be being released throughout the year. Um, up to Jan, uh, up to June, I think that's when they'll finally release like the arcade or the whole story mode. But it there's there's just things about it. You know, they said the mechanics is good. You know, a lot of people have been giving it a lot of eights, but like the community has just been like meh on it. Uh, and I don't know if people are returning to it or um, decided to try it and wait to see um, how more content that's going to be released in the game is going to do. And the, one of the questions I was talking to some other people on Twitter about was should uh, fighters actually be piecemeal or like like the way that Street Fighter Five is like is is being treated I didn't want to bring up Splatoon into the conversation. Um but with something like Street Fighter, uh Capcom has known to release kind of a full package and then add a, anything additional like characters, you know, for sale if you wanted to, you know, made them as DLC. Uh, other than that you kind of got a full package or they would just release a whole different version of it. Like Street Fighter Four would come out. So then Later, you'll get Super Street Fighter 4 or Ultra Street Fighter 4, like a little month down the road. And it's weird for them. They said they didn't want to do anything like that. But Street Fighter 5 has came out not only for PlayStation 4, but also for PC. Um, It's exclusive to Sony. So um, did Sony know about this? And if we're talk we, we were talking about budgets and timing about that if that was the case was this the only if this the way that uh Capcom had to release Street Fighter 5 like did they have to piecemeal it like this um who actually knows like the um you it's a game that has to be online and you have to be able to fight uh different opponents and stuff but when you don't even offer a lot of modes and your servers are not together that brings a problem um if even even if you're going to piecemeal it the like the way that street fighter like capcom is doing with street fighter 5 it that becomes a problem and people who are paying 60 dollars plus for this because you know they're getting fight sticks and everything and if they can really enjoy the game yeah you can enjoy the mechanics but you your mechanics could go only so far when you already limit the most so if sony probably didn't i don't know if that exclusive that sony did sorry about that was part of the budget for capcom or if capcom set their own budget and decided to you know release more content to get things finished sorry about that again um with with knowing this um they're showing a lot of King of Fighters 14. So would that have a game have a better chance that sales? Um, it, it may be if people lose interest in Street Fighter 5 and, you know, like if the content don't come, don't really come and bring a lot of updates, King of Fighters 14 might actually outdo Street Fighter 5 or people are still playing Persona 4, Dancing All Night, like the Persona uh, 4 fighting game. Uh, not dancing all night. Uh, the Persona Four Arena, I believe, they're still playing that. People are still playing Smash, definitely with Corinne and with uh, Bayonetta being released, uh, and definitely with Fire Emblem coming out this fr- uh this Friday, this past Friday. You know, people are playing that. So, uh, the Division also came out with a beta this week. I'm playing that one. Um. People might actually lose interest in Street Fighter Five, and if they see the drop in quality and content of people's play, people playing it, that's going to be a really big problem. I already heard the PC version; it is experiencing problems. But just like wow, you know, for Capcom to release terrific games like Dark Stalkers, the Street Fighter series, um, their high school—I forgot the name of their high school one. Um, 
uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 1, 2, and 3. Marvel vs. Capcom 2 is actually the best. Uh, Tatsunoko vs. Capcom. Like, all of those games, even though that's in a, those are older games, they all have full content and a little bit more could be on, you know, be found with secrets. But you will always, you, you paid your money to play those games and it was full of content and everything was good to go. If you're paying for Street Fighter Five and you're not getting, if you're not getting uh, this, uh, the content that you uh, expected, that becomes a problem because then you you start worrying why why did I even pay sixty dollars for this? I should just rent this game. Even if you rent the game, you might be like, yeah, this is only worth a two dollar rental because not much is there. Uh, definitely with Tekken Seven coming in the future, um, Pokemon Tournament coming next month in March. Um, definitely they have to have the game up and running when Evo comes out. Because if they don't have it, that's going to be a very huge problem. Of course, people are going to be turning tuning in to see different matches and all the characters and for the games and stuff. But if Street Fighter Five is not together, if they don't have everything up, there's going to have to be two things. They're going to have the, uh, well, actually three things. They're going to have to delay Evo to another date which I think they're not going to do. They're going to have to take Street Fighter V off um, and play replace it with another game because the content's not there, or it may be broken, who knows. Uh, or they're going to allow Street Fighter V, but if, you know, if the mode is not there, you know, what mode, what else can they do? You know, that's going to be a really big problem. Like, I'm surprised that Capcom allow this to be released i understand time and budget but instead of being on stage and talking big about this game and you know showing trailers of characters that we all known about like oh who's gonna be in the game but why not just you know really you know bring out new characters yes we could say smash did the same thing but smash introduced it in in a good way like they showed you what you was gonna get and then before the game was even released they had a nintendo direct on showing you what's going to be in the game they did delay so they could get the game up and running and you know make it perfect they didn't want to release a broken game they did that for 3ds and for wii u and look at the sales of those games look at the enjoyment and what people are still doing and then even after the game came out they did updates to balance the characters and fighters and then put in more characters like they really continued to work on that game and i don't and hopefully capcom gets it all together and they work on that game um does this bring concern to the fighting genre if, if a lot of companies to follow capcom's uh way uh with street fighter 5 and start piecemealing fighters it's going to go downhill and it's and definitely with Neko bandai they're going to be like why were you able to give us full content for the nintendo developed games like you know you help nintendo make their full games but you are not even doing it for your own games like is it a budget reason that nintendo really shell out some money and you guys don't really have the money we shall see you know Tekken 7 hopefully is not piecemeal you know hopefully snk don't piecemeal their games like put in all everything all the most and make sure that everything is ready to go because if you really piecemeal uh or you piecemeal something like a fighting game that's just that doesn't uh do justice to your customers and your fan base who plays it you know that just makes everybody just wait to see what's going to be in the game we'll read the reviews and if we we have two options if we're not a tournament player or we're you know if we're not a tournament player and we're a casual person we're just gonna wait to decide where the tournament people are gonna be like well i have to buy this game because i have to not only am i committed to my skill I have to make sure that I learn this game inside out. So when I'm fighting friends or other opponents online, you know, I could, I could go for the win, whether I win or lose, um, you know, I could better my skill and I can learn the in, the inside and outs of it. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen? You know, hopefully Capcom learns this lesson um, with Street Fighter 6 if they decide to do it and not piecemeal this game. I, I really hope they 
when they bring out their next fighter, if even if they bring out Dark Stalkers or Tessanoka versus Capcom two, or even uh Marvel versus Capcom four, or Cap Reda versus Capcom, anything, you know, uh, hopefully they do not piece mill this because if they do, the fighting genre is already is going to be in trouble. You know, Mortal Kombat X got a pass. Uh, Mortal Kombat nine was good, but really, how many people? I'm mean, in a did good sales, but like, how many people are still playing Mortal? combat like i mortal kombat s came out and then i haven't seen i maybe sold the game at work maybe two three or four people and that was it like i haven't seen like no more really talked about the game even with like jason and freddy cougar and all these other characters coming to the game like i just haven't seen anything else being talked about that game they say that it's violent and it's like a little bit over the top violence, but it's just, it, it's become a joke. And people even said that Mortal Kombat has always been a joke, but I don't think so. I think Mortal Kombat was kind of serious when it came out. Uh, definitely with two and three, like they were, they were trying to do something different with those games. And, but now it's just, it, it just got, it got so violent and people like the violence, but I'm just not hearing a lot of people talk about it. And, you know, I'm not hearing people having Mortal Kombat tournaments or like, let's play Mortal Kombat online. Like I, I'm really not hearing anything about it. So, it, you know, that kind of brings concern too, just like, if they're piecemealing the fighting games and if the fighting genre is not big as it was back in the 90s, what is going on? Have we have people lost interest? Who really knows? Like, I, I still love fighters. I haven't bought one in a long time since uh, um, since Super Smash Brothers, but like... I, I, I do enjoy them when I can play them and I can learn them, but I just don't know if the, if the modern game or uh, these companies are going to treat the fighting genre like this, I, I probably would have to put it on hold. Um, I, but like I said, I got my reserve for poking tournament. I can't wait to play Tekken seven so I could try to learn that game. And you know, it really takes some time to learn that game. I wish so caliber two would come out as a download for Wii U, but it's not, uh, but that's just me um but i want to thank you guys uh i actually want to hear what you guys think about fighters and um you can email the show at my out to comment at yahoo.com that's m m y o p the number two c o m m e n t at yahoo.com um i want to uh thank uh death by fuel um the uh death by fuel go on twitter uh thank you man for having that uh that talk with me about fighting games and giving me this idea to do a topic like this um you can find me at uh ign.com under anime e-n-i-m-e where you can read some of my optional opinion blogs um you can also find my some of my works called the moment on skirmish frost s-k-i-r-m-i-s-h f r o g s dot com because uh see me talk about some retro games i know i got a two blocks that i need to get up um and I, those will be coming um soon um but you can hear other podcasts and you can hear more of me um definitely on the deluded geeks podcast here at the anomalous radio network dot dot com you can hear me talk about uh video games comics and other geeky stuff with my whole crew of guys um hopefully we get the uh a new episode up uh, real soon uh, so you guys can hear more of our discussions um, you can listen to the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce on SoundCloud and on iTunes you can subscribe to them they also have a YouTube channel so check them out you can find them actually on, on Twitter at HHP oh no HH Podcast uh, you can find them there uh, and just listen to them they got some good content coming out um, really I'm I'm going to be on their show it's just a uh, it's just a teaser at this moment i cannot wait to find out what we're going to be discussing so i can't wait to post about that and you guys see me on that um the digital nurse advocates community and their youtube page the dna community with Corey and his team of uh, just awesome content um they're bringing out new shows different videos um you know they got less plays and things like that so really do check them out and come on facebook and uh, uh support the community um subscribe to their youtube page uh also we're happy hour with johnny and do subscribe to their youtube page uh simon's cake podcast um and on simon's cakes um uh, 
www.podcast.wordpress.com. Um, you can hear their podcast. Um, really good. Um, uh, talk to George, who was one of their, uh, one of the hosts on it about, um, the Legend of Zelda. And, um, we did a discussion for the Embassy Video Game Book Club. Um, just talking to him about a whole bunch of other things. He, he's so amazing. And I hope to have him in May. Um, so if anyone's listening to this, I plan to do, and I'm sorry I had to postpone it. There, there's just been a lot of stuff that came up. Um, the Skyward, the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword discussion, it will happen in May. Um, hopefully I can get the people that want to be on it, on it. Uh, and we have a good discussion, uh, dis- di- good discussion about it. I'm going to be starting the game soon. Uh, I know I posted and be like, let's start, let me start this. But then other games came up and other discussions and stuff I had to do and also work. So that came up. So I had to postpone it, but definitely in May, we're going to attack that game. We're going to have a good discussion, which reminds me, um, happy uh birthday to the legend of zelda uh 30 years in japan today is the day that it was released where it was actually released on february 21st but it's 30 years old and it really was a game that got me into the role-playing genre uh and i and we're playing it for our mvc video game book club um, which you can also join us on Facebook. We're getting ready to have our discussion real soon. Uh, so pick up the game if you own a Wii U or 3DS. It's only $5. Um, plus tax uh and go through the first the original one uh and just discover how hard hard it is and be glad that it kind of changed throughout the year it evolved but i'm so happy that it's been 30 years to play this great game uh i'm going to be finishing up real soon uh, I, I just in love this game, and it really brought back a lot of memories of me playing this game. Uh, um, back at my old apartment, and even when I came, like moved into my new house, uh, I played the game. It's just like this game is still good. You know, having the gold cartridge uh, for the actually the Legend of Zelda and for Link Two, um, just just had a wonderful. Uh, enjoyment with that game so i really want to celebrate it with everybody like i said thank you nintendo for the legend of zelda shigeru miyamoto thank you for the creation of it uh so happy birthday to the legend of zelda um i might actually be doing a part two to this fighting conversation with special guest everything can too we're gonna try to get it uh together and hopefully we have an open discussion about just fighting games so thank you guys for um joining me on this episode have a great week um like i said you can find me on ign um you can also find optional opinion on soundcloud and you can find it on the anomalous radio.podbean.com uh, so check out more of my episodes there um ign.com anime e-n-i-m-e um skirmishfrogs.com for the moment uh, you can friend me on Facebook under Edward Varnell. Um, you can email the show once again at myop to comment at yahoo.com n-y-o-p the number two c-o-m-m-e-n-t at yahoo.com and you can friend me on twitter at that or follow me on twitter at that retro code t-h-a-t-r-e-t-r-o-c-o-d-e and to leave you guys out with one of the classics since it's the uh 30th uh anniversary birthday of the legend of zelda we're going to go back and just play you straight the classic theme to this wonderful game so everybody have a great weekend have a great week have a great day whenever you're listening to this podcast and i'm going to go play some video games and i am out peace
also, I just wanted to say this. It was Ball Rock, uh, for the Street Fighter commentate, uh, gang. So sorry, everybody, if I forgot that, but, um, have a great weekend. I'm going to get ready to play the division and I'll talk to you later. Peace. Once again.